daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's edition of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. Of course, both of those are designed to help fund women. And when we say fund women, we mean all kinds of entrepreneurs. Today, we're going to be talking about artist entrepreneurs. And I have on one of the most fabulous ones as a guest today. I'm going to welcome E.G. Daly. She is an icon in voiceover art. Uh, music, acting, and I can't wait to talk to her about her amazing journey to today. Hi, EJ. How are you? Hi, how are you, darling? Thank you. Well, when I say amazing journey, I have seen your one woman show, girl, and it is an amazing, riveting journey. Thank you. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of people ask me why I'm half naked in it. Not to like, it's probably gonna make you want to go out much, but the reason why is because I believe like everything I was talking about is about being transparent. And then I heard the coolest saying, which is uh, the reason why personally I like to be transparent is because no one can poke holes in you. <laughs> right. That's, that's right. One, one moment and, and, was all about transparency. And, and believe me, that show is transparent. It was, we, me and Deborah were glued to it. Uh, I think it's a little over an hour. Everybody should check it out on YouTube. It's your life story. Um, remind me the name of the play. It's called uh, Listen Closely, and it's all about listening to your inner voice, and it gets louder and stronger the more you listen to it, so it's very Yeah, so Listen Closely, the story of E.G. Daly, it's her personal life story. It's riveting, it's interesting, it's exciting, and lets you know what an incredible human being she is. And, you know, I will it's say It's on Amazon, this. by the way. If people want to find it, it's either on oh. the website or up on Amazon, so. Oh, on Amazon, cool. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah. So, you know, you have such an eclectic background. And, you know, one thing I want to say about artists, and the reason I call them entrepreneurs, is just like an entrepreneur, you're always creating, manifesting, reinventing, and nobody has done that better than you, E.G. Um, I want to talk about all your accolades. First of all, you are uh, best known for your, uh, one of the things you're best known for uh, of many is uh, your voiceover on the Rugrats uh, as Tommy, um, and also uh, Powder Puff Girls, which is the, the movie. Um, and then the Academy Award winning Happy Feet 1 and 2. So um, that's just to name a few of your voiceover accolades. Then um, well, I also want to talk about your incredible music career, having hits in the 80s, um, as well as, um, you know, doing soundtracks for so many major films like um, Scarface and The Breakfast Club, um, as well as some you know, writing some uh, music for uh, TV shows. Uh, I think it was Two and a Half Men, you're on. Uh, well, actually, Two and a Half Men, I, I do the theme song for yeah. Chuck Berry. I do the, I sing it. I didn't write that one, but I am uh, but I did sing it, which is just as awesome because it was that. Yeah. Men, 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 men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're always either singing or yeah. writing the songs uh, in television and film. And yeah. um and acting. Uh, I know you had an, uh, one of the ones that I mentioned uh, that uh, I saw in your bio was uh, on Friends uh, in the famous Smelly Cat uh, segment. But who can't, who can't remember that, you know? 
Yeah, I feel super lucky because I've gotten to do a lot of like iconic things like yes, uh, Adventure was just turned into a huge cult classic. We just celebrated 30 year anniversary and then the Valley Girl, the movie was ended up being culty and then, you know, the Rugrats became very world renowned. It's, I feel super blessed and the truth of it is I never go into any of them thinking they're going to blow up and, and it's just so nice to be pleasantly surprised to have all these things that over decades have become cult, you know, iconic, you know, so I feel, I feel pretty blessed. You know, and um, when I saw your one woman show, I will say you have been through a lot. Do you take what you've been through? And we can talk about some of those things if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that those things have shaped your artistry and your resilience? Absolutely. I mean, that's what art is, right? We take life and then we put our, you know, feelings into the art. And, you know, I, I always just look at everything that's happened to me. If you see the one moment show, you'll, you'll learn, you learn a lot, but I just keep like every album I did was like autobiographical. Every, the one woman show that I did listen closely was all the songs that were in it were original, most original that, that were written during the times of the actual experiences that I was having that were coinciding with what I was talking about in the one moment show. So I just think oh, wow. that I did not know that. That's yeah, really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the songs are decades old, but they are timeless. And I just think um, I don't really know how to be if I'm not being really blatantly, blaringly honest about my 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 journey and not blatantly trying to help people go through their stuff sometimes because sometimes people will be like, I can't believe you've been through that. And to me, that's the little door. That's the opening, you know, to get into other people is is when they can relate. And to me, that's the greatest thing there is. Like I always say, uh, the superpower I'd most want to have is the healing superpower. So to be able to write a piece of music that taps into someone's heart or to be able to do a, an acting role that makes people feel something, to me, that goes right into someone's heart. And then they say, which I love, is the reason why there's cracks in people. Sometimes we crack. And I talked about cracking in my one-woman show about feeling like I was cracking sometimes, having panic attacks and just feeling so distraught and not wondering what, where everything was going. And then I, you know, as obviously as we get older, you learn that the cracks, which is my favorite saying, I think by Rumi, but uh, where the cracks are, the light can shine through. So sometimes it's not so great to be all perfect and have it all together, but cracks actually represent the spaces where light can shine through and you can actually grow as a human being. So I just think I'll always be that person who takes my art and puts it out there for everyone. And I hide nothing. I'm radically honest about everything. Well, you know, that's one of the things I loved most about you when I met you is your authenticity and your warmth. And um, I met you, of course, at the She Angels Foundation Salon. You were so kind to come and perform and, you know, um, share your beautiful music with us. And um, she Angels Foundation, for most of you listening, know that uh, that's our uh, foundation that gives grants to female-founded nonprofits that are helping women to thrive. So we're so happy to have your support and have you be a She Angel. And we always invite our listeners to become She Angels by going to the She Angels Foundation and becoming a member. That is, of course, how we raise the funds uh, with tax-deductible membership donations that help us then to give the grants. And so not only do people have a wonderful time at the events getting to meet people like yourself, but also they know that they're giving to uh, an entity that's helping so many women uh, in different capacities to thrive, whether it's women like of domestic violence or survivors of, um, you know, um, uh, what was I going to say, like those that are formerly incarcerated or 
or women veterans. So there's lots of different kinds of women that we're helping through that. So, so I just want to say that, say that, that I, I appreciate your, um, you know, support of that. Oh my God. So meanwhile, incredible. plus I love, I just love that whole event. So if somebody's not a she angel, I was really impressed with the whole event and I was really impressed with the quality of people that were there. Like it was an incredible, beautiful community of women and everyone had something magical about them. So I was really, I was really impressed with the whole thing. I was really happy to get to sing for you guys. And of course it was at our mutual friend, Randy Thomas's house in Malibu. And she uh, in her own right is an incredibly successful voiceover artist, which is how you two know each other, I believe. Right. Um, and so um, I'm really happy that, you know, she's brought us together. Um, I just want to, I want you to share your, your wisdom with people that might want to get into the business. I'm, I'm sure people look at you and say, wow, you know, she has this incredible voiceover career. You know, everybody, of course, knows and loves the Rugrats um, and the various movies you've been in, uh, done the voiceover for, like Happy Feet, which, of course, won Academy Award. Um, and that you've, you know, I feel like you're a woman that lives your dream. You know, like I said, you've been on Friends and you've done the music, uh, sang the music for Two and a Half Men and you've uh, dated Brad Pitt. And I mean, you've just had this really fascinating life. You seem like someone who uh, manifests everything that you want to be doing, rather it's music, acting, voiceover. You know, it's so eclectic. No, this is not a boring girl, ladies. <laughs> That's so, my game. That's my game. My game is like I get clear about what my desires are and what is a hell yeah in my body. And then I just start doing it. I just, I never was one person that had anyone or family structure that was telling me I couldn't do things. Like I didn't have any bounds. So there was, you know, my family was kind of like these French, Tunisian, North African, Jew family. My mom and dad came out here in a trailer, they had nothing. They lived behind a house in one room with two children, and and so they didn't have any. Um, they didn't have any. Um, I just was never raised with any kind of rule like you have to go to college, you have to be a, a legal student, you have to be a lawyer, you have to be a doctor. I didn't have any of that. I just had, wow, I can do whatever I want, and and uh, and I'm the kind of person that gets excited about something, and then I can't stop myself from trying to make it happen, and. And I don't really even have to do that much. Sometimes it really is just that the law of attraction of just like, I get very clear about what makes me really happy. And happiness is the light switch for me. And that happiness keeps leading me to things. And all of a sudden, I can just decide something. And then all of a sudden, things start falling into my lap. And I start running into people. And they're like, oh, we have this thing. I'm like, oh, my God, that's that thing I've been wanting. And oh, my God, that's right. that position. I, you know, so I just think, I think anything is possible. And... And there was a period of time where, as you saw in my one moment show, listen closely again, where I started to believe the lies that I was getting too old, that, you know, I should stop trying to do my music because it's it was silly and now it was time to really embrace my children's music, which I always do anyway. They're so talented. But I actually started to spin out into anxiety and some depression. And so I really understand that. And that happened because I stopped uh, believing that anything was possible, I started to feel really like my soul was crumbling. And it wasn't until I became aware. And how I became aware was some young girl said, um, what do you love to do? This young young woman. So I think there's messengers come in all forms and sizes. This yeah. young girl said, what do you love to do, E.G.? And I said, I honestly can't remember what makes me happy anymore. And I knew when I said that, I was like, wow, I'm really not in a good place. 
But I said, I don't remember anymore. And she says, what do you like to do, E.G.? And I was like, I don't know. What did you like to do? And I, and I finally said, I used to like country western dancing and I really love singing. And she goes, okay, this week you have to sing and you have to go country western dancing. And I was kind of annoyed at her and I was like, who's gonna go country western dancing with me? And, but I drove myself to a place far away. I was alone and I literally walked in, pretended like I knew my friends and some stranger asked me to dance and I danced for probably eight dances in a row and I watched the band playing and the twinkly lights were going and I felt like something had just transformed in my spirit. Like I just was like, oh my God, I can never stop doing what makes me happy. And that moment changed my life and got back right back into singing and ended up getting on The Voice right after that incident. On The Voice. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I read that in your bio. I'm like, what? I love that show. I had no idea. I probably saw you on there. You yeah. were on Blake's team, right? I was, yeah. So, I mean, that is that was testament to like, this, as soon as you embrace the magic of what makes you happy, that is that those little breadcrumbs will lead you to your your journey, you know, through your journey. And when things are rough, you know, we have to know that rough patches are part of how we crack so that new light can come in, you know. You know, that's just such a golden nugget you just shared with everybody because uh, let's say somebody's out there and they're not knowing what their passion is or they don't feel they're fueling their soul. Um, what a great piece of advice that person gave you that think about what makes you happy and then just go do it yeah. like you did. You just went through the dance and, you know, and it really does raise your vibration. And then the other thing that you said that I'm such a big believer in is what we say and think is what happens. And so, you know, if you're saying, oh, I'm too old to reinvent myself and I'm too old to do this dream of mine, then that's what's going to manifest. But just the yeah. opposite also, if you say... You're never too old to reinvent yourself, which is what I preach every week. And of course I would <laughs> at my age, but um, yeah, it's true. You're never too old to uh, reinvent yourself and live that dream that you hadn't pursued yet. And like you said, if you start thinking it, talking it, believing it, that's what manifested. I, agree yeah, I, did, a, I did a voiceover seminar because I get a lot of uh, fans on like my social media that are like, how do I do voiceover? I'll never be able to do it. How do I do it? I'm like, you can do voiceover from anywhere in the world now. So I did a voiceover seminar that I released also up on Amazon. It's called EG Daily's Up Close and Personal Voiceover Seminar. But in that voiceover seminar, I didn't just talk about voiceover, but I did talk about, um, you know, um, you know, tips, tools, and whatever on voiceover. But I also talked about the journey and these same principles of like really believing in yourself. But what was really cool was um, and with voiceover, um, you can be any age, you can be, you can literally start doing it when you're 80. There are people that are much older that I work with that are so fantastic. Like none of it matters. Like your voice, you can age, you can become any age as you, uh, that you want to do voiceover. But, um, there was a point I do, I do talk about, there was one other thing I talk about in the voiceover seminar that I wanted to, that was wanted to mention, it'll come back to me, but. Well, and I, I think a lot of people will probably know, how did you land the Rugrats uh, opportunity? Was that one of your first voiceovers? And let's also talk about how exciting it is that they're bringing back, uh, they're bringing it back. So. Right. No, I remember, what I, I remember what I wanted to tell you in the voice of the seminar, I actually did some research on careers and on people making their careers blow up at a very late, late age, oh. because I was fascinated in that. So I talked about in my PowerPoint about how 
certain people like um, Colonel Sanders and um, you know just different different artists different fashion designers different people that broke their careers open later in life so I really had great respect in that now going back to your next question um, which was yeah um, I was uh, in town I was really young and I was in my 20s and I uh, really wanted to be singing because I didn't have the money to put together a band back then. I was like young and I just and I just knew that I really wanted to be singing because I love singing so much. And uh, some friend of mine called this producer guy and said, hey, dude, there was a play that was done on Broadway that starred Deborah Harry and it folded on Broadway after a few days for whatever reason. And they're shipping the sets and production to LA and we want to cast you as the lead character. And all I said to them was, do I get to sing in this play? That's all I said, do I get to sing? And they were like, yes, it's a musical. And then I said, do I have to put the band together? Do I have to hire the musicians? They're like, no, E.G., it's a professional play. You, wow. We just wanna hire you. She's gotta be athletic, she's gotta sing, she's the star of the show, and you have to be able to wrestle. And I was like, I'm in. So I went ahead and did this one woman show, and I had to learn how to be a female wrestler. I had to train with state champion wrestler at the time, and the first woman wrestler of the world, um, this, this 80 year old woman sat in a chair and watched me and trained me. And it was the most miraculous experience. And in that play, it became very successful. It's called Tansy, it became very popular. It moved to the Roxy Theater. And that opening night, standing room only of like all these um, people, there were labels there. So I got a major record deal. There were, oh. I met, I fell in love with someone from that. And I got a card of someone who was a voice agent and said, you're really good at your voice. Cause in the play, I was a female wrestler. I had to be a different age every round of the play. So oh, I went from cool. being a, a baby to a five-year-old to a, <laughs> you know, to a ten-year-old <laughs> to a woman. And he said, "You're really gifted with your voice. You should do voiceover." And I was kind of like, eh, you know, I never thought of myself as a voice person or a cartoon, but I'll try it, you know, because I wanted to be open to the little tap on the shoulder that might not be what I thought I was supposed to do, but it was the little tap on my shoulder. And I said, "I'd love to come in and try it." And my first audition was for a little cartoon audition was for a little boy and I did it and I had no idea. I had nothing to compare it to. I left that day and I found out I booked it and that was Tommy Pickles on Rugrats, which turned out to be oh my God. your decades. first one. Yeah. My first. Yeah. You know and what I, I love about what you just said? And I hope people pick this up is that you felt that little tap on your shoulder. I yeah. think so many people ignore the tap. Yeah, and that is such great advice. And here you were, you wanted to be in music and that's what you thought you were meant to do. But I love that you were open to doing something else because what an amazing opportunity that was for yeah. you to do this Rugrats voiceover. Yeah. That changed and my life. It changed your life. Unbelievable. I and love I talk, that story. I talk about the tap on my shoulder in my voiceover seminar. I talk about how I talk about how those are offshoots. I I call them offshoots. And that's happened so much in my career. Offshoots are when I could be going in a direction and I feel very clear about it. Like I'm gonna be this uh, famous movie star, I'm gonna be this famous singer. And then I get a little a little weird hit or I run into someone at a party says you should try this thing and I part of me would go oh no 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 I'm an actress I'm a singer no 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 thank you though always courtesy curt with courtesy and then I get the tap again you should try this thing you should really try this thing and I'd be like oh no I'm good but I've really learned I try that thing I say yes yeah. I say yes because that thing led me to I fell in love with someone from that one woman show I said yes to the voice of her agent changed my life 
And I ended up getting a major record deal with AM Records and released albums and toured all over the world. Those little offshoots could change your life. And not only do they change your life, but they're tapping you here and they lead you right back to what you really want. Which sometimes that, that is fascinating. I love that. That is like the best advice for anyone listening here who thinks they have this tunnel vision of what they want to do. Yeah. To listen to that inner voice, that tap on the shoulder, you are just living proof of that with all the eclectic things that you've done. And it looks like really you're having a blast doing them all, whether it's acting or music or voiceover. You're good at all of them. You enjoy them all. And yet they're all in the arts, which is really what you're all about. And that's why I really call you an artist entrepreneur, because it's so true that artists have, to, they're not working for corporate America. They are creating, manifesting, and uh, reinventing themselves constantly. And, and what, what course, I do, and what I do with my art, and what I do with everything today, honestly, is I, I I say that everything really comes from the voice for me. My acting comes from the voice. My voiceover comes from the voice. My yeah. uh, feelings, my expression, my point of view, all of it comes from my voice. My listening to my inner voice. Right. And, and you were on the voice. Right. I was on the voice. It's all tied in, but all the voice. <laughs> The biggest mission I have now on top of all of that is, is I am, I like to call myself the voice for the voiceless and that's my biggest mission is to do all the things I do for animals and animal, my animal activism, things for last chance for animals. I work for small organizations called Toby Small Dog Rescue there and I also, every Friday for almost six months, I work at the California Wildlife Session as a Center. I volunteer and take care of beautiful orphan baby animals. And again, like I'm busy, but I make sure that every Friday I go there, almost almost every single Friday that I can make happen, I go there and volunteer because ultimately my art, my voice and everything is here to serve a bigger purpose on the planet, to make an impact for many more people than just for myself. You know? And I love that. And everybody should have that uh, same uh, goal in mind. And that is whatever you're here meant to be doing, whatever profession it is, be sure that you do build in some give back part of it uh, because that that's our purpose, right? Is to uh, impact the planet in some positive way. And you certainly are doing that. I want to tell people that they can uh, follow you on Instagram and social media, uh, the real EG daily, oh, which kind of, wait, it kind of cracked me up because I'm like, is there someone else called E.G. Daily? I'm, I'm laughing at you, the real E.G. Daily. But there's a lot of fake, there's a lot of fake uh, E.G. Daily sites, by the way. There's a lot really? of Really? Oh, interesting. So I don't go by the real. I just go by real E.G. Daily. No real. No the real E.G. Daily. On TikTok, is, I have a lot of fun on TikTok. On Instagram, real E.G. Daily. On Twitter, real E.G. Daily. And on Facebook, I'm just E.G. Daily. There's a fan site and a regular. But yeah, people can say hi to me there. I try to respond to people if you try to reach out to me there on instagram that's a good place to private message me and i try to i try to tap in all the time and i i actually connect to a lot of really cool people on there and um and i always like to try to help people where i can if i can share something that helps them I, i'm going to do that and eg how did you get that name is that your initials yes i'm really my real name is elizabeth gutman i'm a i'm a little jew girl from Los Angeles. My parents are French, Tunisian, North African Jew. So, uh, well, actually, really, our real name is Geta, but it's Jane to Gutman. So, Ichi was my nickname given to me by my brother when I was a kid, and it's just stuck, and it just kind of worked. And sometimes, I love it. Call, yeah, sometimes people call me Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, 
But yeah, so that's how that's where that comes from. I love it, E.G. Well, uh, listen, thanks for being on. I want to remind people that when they follow an artist like you and they come to your shows, whether it's music or uh whatever, you know, one woman show, whatever, um, that that's how they invest in you. And so I say invest in her by supporting what she's doing, maybe hiring her for your voiceover, uh, following her music. Um, That's how we get behind our, you know, uh, artists, entrepreneurs by supporting what the wonderful art that they're doing. So thank you for contributing to the world in all these various fun ways. Wishing you all the best with everything that you continue to do that's uh, making uh, the planet a little better place. Thanks so much for being on, EG. I I love you, girl. Thanks for having me. Have a beautiful week, everybody. Remember to follow us at She Angel Investors and She Angels Foundation. Remember to invest in her and make it a great week. Thanks. Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.